Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends and distinguished listeners of Navigate with ID. Such an honor and deep privilege to be here to share with you today. I must seriously acknowledge you all for the feedback and warm regards that I have received from different listeners at different points, different times. I tell you, I am so flattered and humbled, and I just trust God to help me on this journey. And also to help you too, as we go on the journey of learning, of staying together, of sharing knowledge, and ultimately becoming better persons. I was privileged to attend or to speak at two different events last week. One was my more Akim Ogunirun's 60th Leadership Masterclass. And I met a couple of ardent listeners of the program. And I do sincerely want to appreciate each and every one of them. And at DigiClan that was held by the group. I was at the DigiClan tribe meeting uh, with the fire chat with Mobola and the rest of the crew. And it was amazing there and then meeting some very, you know, animated and uh, well, you know, driven individuals. And I want to give a special shout out to Josh. This gentleman had a notepad with him. And in that notepad, it was all in ink, what he had written concerning the program and how the learning points. And he came to that space. And I just said to myself, if for just one person, I'll keep the spirit alive. I want to be honest with you, friends. It's not been an easy ride. But when I see the likes of Josh, Emmanuel, and the rest of the crew who walk up to me to say, thank you, your program has been a blessing. And I'm able to connect at that level. I feel a sense of duty, and I'm all glorified in God to say thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for going on this journey. We will get there safely, and every one of us will arrive at our destinations at the right time, and we will definitely fulfill destiny. Friends, we've been looking at the leadership series, and in the past two editions, I had the privilege of hosting our own uh, professor, Emmanuel Rishke Jaffo where we looked at indigenous knowledge and how it would traverse the dimension of leadership, which is more about thought leadership and how we think. Many times people look at leadership and think it's only about sitting on top of the food chain. It's not about being the boss. It's about the process of how you are able to bring things and to make them come alive. And so it was an interesting time sharing knowledge uh, with Prof and also uh, with the teaming uh, listeners. So we'll continue on our series as we look at what characteristics and qualities do make you know, good leadership and what a good leader should possess. If you would recall with me, prior to this time, I specifically spoken about the power of accessibility, how that a leader must be accessible. They must have access to you. I talked about the capacity to make decisions. Today, we want to look at one salient characteristic and also others, if time permits. And I want to start from the power of stamina. You know, many people do not understand that when you get into that leadership space, 
one thing you require in a very large dose, I must say, is the power of stamina. I know of no effective leader who does not have stamina and to exhibit great energy. Now, you can say there are some people that find themselves in a space and call themselves leaders by themselves, anointed by themselves, appointed by themselves, elected by themselves, or better still, they are able to put themselves in that space because a group of people who feed from them or feed from their palms see that person as their leader. And the common phrase you'll always hear is, my leader, my leader. Not many people understand the import of my leader. The man that is sitting on that saddle understands where the shoe pinches. And one thing I can tell you, even after all the praise singers have gone away, even after all the people that would, you know, suck up to the person that would stand and bootleg and do whatever, when all of them are away and you are alone in your room, in the four corners of that room, you as that individual will say to yourself, am I really a leader? One of such ingredients to give you that oomph, I call it the oomph factor, is stamina and great energy. Being a successful leader requires great energy. It requires both physical, emotional, and spiritual. If the leader is to motivate the people that are following him or her, he or she must exude confidence, enthusiasm, and persuasiveness. You can't find a leader that has great energy being timid. You can't find them being off. You can't find them less persuasive. No, these are ingredients that I will tell you. But you, when you find a man or woman struggling to exhibit enthusiasm and persuasiveness, that person is truly not at the peak of the pack, is probably aspiring to be and has not delivered on certain promises. One of such promises, I tell you, is stamina. Indeed, I must tell you that it is very difficult for an unenthusiastic or lackadaisic person to be very persuasive. Just look around you. When you find someone that is lackadaisical in approach, do you think that person has a capacity to persuade you? Persuasion is not something that comes just off the table. Persuasion is something that, you know, you will innately feel because you have embraced the totality of someone's charisma, the power of the uh, spoken word, the oratory dimension, and the entire space that this individual brings to the table. That leaders' ultimate resources rest around stamina, rest on tenacity and perseverance. You can ask me and I'll tell you, Right now, I feel like everything around me is so overwhelming. I decided to take a two-week break, and I came back off the break, and it's almost like I, I never left the stage that so much is all upon me. But one thing I call upon and I hold on to is that grace that God has given me, and in that grace is the energy. That energy begins to distill itself in the form of stamina because you wake up in the morning, you don't even feel like going out. Today, I didn't feel like really stepping out of my bed. I just felt like just staying through. But when I remember that I have 
friends, brothers, sisters, and a teaming audience that are looking forward to today's edition of Navigate with ID. There's something that comes on the inside that now says to you, hey, man, you need to move. That is the energy. It brings that inertia. It builds in the stamina. And then grace kicks in. Once that happens, you now become a persevering being. You're just going through and through. I can tell you for free that nothing is much good without endurance. You must be able to endure hardness like a good soldier. That is the whole essence of life. Life is not so smooth. Life will not present to you all the things that will come just because you are you. No. Especially when you're a leader. You have a responsibility to the people you're leading. You have a responsibility to the crew that are looking up to you. And so there is nothing else you can bring to the table than the flavor of tenacity. And when you do that, you will need endurance. And that endurance is also in it. It's inside you. So the ability to work consistently hard and long, especially under pressure, is the mark of a strong surviving leader. I pray that God will give Nigeria a strong surviving leader, not one that will sit just on the throes and then sit in what I call presentism. That person sits on the seat, but you do not feel the presence of the leader because he's not leading from within and from the front. Manifesting all of these qualities on a continuing basis, friends, under all the kinds of stress that we go through and the stress that will occur in the leader's life requires deep reserves of physical and emotional strength. And that's why we must always, always insist that whoever is going to lead us in various capacities must have this, whether as state governors, local government chairmen, members of the assembly in our little communities, in our professional associations, not to talk of the big and the top job itself. They must possess these deep reserves of physical and emotional strength. Without emotional strength, you can sit as a champion. I mean, just look at what has happened with the World Cup as a clear example. You would see teams that, like Croatia, were exhibiting the totality of physical and emotional strength. They are able to go through, wade through, walk against the grind, take off champions. They are champion beaters. And when you look through a team that started off with losing the first match, and then you now see them spiraling into the semifinals of the Mundial. What do you think that they carry? What they carry, each and every player has a deep reserve of physical and emotional strength. And that is the mark of a leader. I don't know how you feel right now. I don't know where you're going. I don't know how this season is bringing all manner of stress to you. But I want to tell you, if you rise and shake off the dust, of lasciviousness and feeling that you can't do it, then you'll be able to embrace what it takes to be a great leader. I am telling you, and I know of no effective leader or manager who does not have and expend unusual amounts of energy and endurance. So we should not look for anything less when we want to choose who our next president will be, who our next governor will be, who our next local 
representative will be, whether at the Senate or at the National Assembly. Let us spare nothing. It is not the ability to go around campaign grounds that shows that they have the strength. That may be in part, but trust me, it is you can see, you can feel from the speech, from the candor, and from the overall presence, you know a man or woman that is set in very unusual amounts of energy and endurance. Why? It takes energy. It takes stamina and endurance to be an effective and highly productive person. If you don't know, go and ask those that have been ahead. Go and read. I mean, if you read um, the biographies and autobiographies of some very great men, like Gandhi, for instance, or uh, a man like Colin Powell, you will find so many things that have enabled them. One of such is the energy and stamina and endurance. A man like Gandhi was strong, a wise leader of India. He was a wisp of a man, had great aliveness and enormous staying power. You know, that is the mark of a great brand. I was, you know, speaking at this leadership masterclass, and I said to them, you know, there are three things that drive a great brand. A great brand has authenticity. It is real. It has the staying power and it's consistent. These are the things that we need to, for no other reason, take on very graciously if we are looking to step into the shores and be called great leaders or servant leaders. Someone like Gandhi had huge and enormous staying power. The belief system also drives what you do as a leader. So when you look at the power of stamina, Stamina is what manifests on the outside. But I'll tell you, it takes someone being alive on the inside. That spirit of aliveness, if you permit me to use the word, inspires a whole dimension of grace to the followers that the people that are following can see through. They will just look at you and they will hear your voice. They know that this man, this woman has the tenacity. She has the same power. And I want to go all the way with her. I like the way she comes across when she stands to make a speech. To be successful in life, what you are doing requires great energy, friends. Don't let anybody kid you. And so we must, at all times, go through the lens of understanding. Physical, emotional, and spiritual energies cannot in any way be supplanted. No. There's a place for talent. There's a place for intelligence but they are not enough. I'll tell you, you can be the most talented, the most uh, intellectual, savvy, intelligent man or woman. It is not enough because without endurance, you will not go far. That person will not go far. These ingredients are what will give you that push and take you into the place. I know that even the preacher noted in the book that the race does not necessarily go to the swift. The challenge is to keep running, friends. So it is true in business. What often counts the most is the capacity to work consistently, long and hard, especially under pressure and after disappointing setbacks. And so I want to use this opportunity to speak to my friends who are leaving the shores of the country under the guise of Japa. 
I have nothing wrong with it. I will not stop you. You can't stop a moving train. If it is God-ordained, you will definitely have what you need. But it is, if it is motivated by cash, and I say cash, C-A-S-H, cash, I'm not going to say money. If it is motivated by cash, I want to have some more that you convert a thousand pounds, a thousand euro, a thousand dollars, and it gives you this humongous naira you're seeing. Trust me, it is the value of what you'll find on the other side of the fence. And so if you leave the shores of Nigeria and you are a lazy bone and you do not have energy, you don't have physical, emotional, and spiritual energy in good doses, and you jackpot, when you get there, the I will be put in front of your J, and you become Ijakwa, and you will go so slow that those you were calling Baba Goslo or Mama Goslo will look around and look at you and say, how did you get here? Because on the other side of the ship, on the other side of the field, this is what keeps those out there. They don't, don't be fooled. Many times, a lot of the people that are in diaspora never tell you guys the truth. Many of them don't tell you the truth. They don't tell you how much energy they expend. They don't tell you how much stamina that they have to bring to the table. They don't tell you the need for endurance. What they show you are the fruits. What they show you are those things that will make you feel like you are having a very terrible world and they are having a fantastic world. When you get in there, you then realize that you require a full dose of energy across the dimensions, whether physical, emotional, and spiritual. That where you are right now, you may not be earning the big bucks, but it may just be fuel. Looking for fuel here, maybe traffic. All of those things are energy sapping. Don't get me wrong. They can make you go gaga mentally, but when you change the key and move into another door, you now realize that a human being like you can afford to frustrate your life, that a system where things work will ultimately make sure that you are kept on your tools. If you don't pay your bills, you will not have power. And a time like this, that is winter, you no pay, no gas, no electricity, Cold go wire you, cold go fire you well, well. When cold enter your body, you will remember that you are supposed to pay. There is no need for Mago Mago. I'm staying at home. I don't want to go to work. I'll call in sick. They deduct it from your salary. You clock in and you clock out for those doing manual jobs. Trust me, if you are not a good leader of self here in Nigeria and you jackpot, when you get to the other side, you will be taught what it takes to be a self leader. A self-leader means you will have the power of stamina. It is not when you are leading a team that you need stamina. You also need it in your daily chores. And that's why the preacher says that the race is not necessarily going to the swift. But time and chance happens to everybody. So what often counts the most is the capacity to work consistently long and hard. Tell you. What you're going through in Lagos, Nigeria, in Kaduna, in Abuja, in uh, Uyo, in Port Harcourt, many people are working consistently long and hard. But I'll tell you that all or most are working under pressure and with disappointing setbacks. This our system here brings a lot of setbacks every day. 
a battered mind and abused body are true handicaps in our fast super mobile business world. That's what's happening. Many minds are battered. Many bodies are being abused. And then they become handicapped in this ever fast-moving mobile business world. The business world is now so fast-moving that you are wondering, oh my God, how do I catch up? How do I make it? How do I get it done? Just look around you. Hospitals and even cemeteries give mute testimony to those unable to handle modern-day stresses and temptations. Not everybody can go through it. If you go to the cemetery, just sit around it today, you'll find a lot of dead bodies that are brought to do what? To be buried. If you go to the hospitals, you'll see different kinds of people who today may not be able to handle you know, what you call the modern stress and temptations. Why? Because they are handicapped. And so, friends, when I talk about leadership, don't always think I'm talking about those that are leading. I'm talking about you. To keep coming back day after day requires a certain discipline. And that discipline is how you pace yourself. It takes endurance. When I talk to my friends, some of them, you know, those that are mentor, and they share with me, and I look at them and say, you know what, your job is tough. Honestly, I don't know how I'm coping, but for the grace of God, I will be handicapped. But God in his infinite mercies, day after day, you know, not only utters speech, but he also shows knowledge and grants me grace to be able to do the things I do. As I step out of this environment, I'm stepping into another, and you're continuously walking, and you're saying to yourself, how am I able to make this happen? Is that spirit of endurance? Friends, I have seen strong leaders who unfortunately too frequently have to withdraw because they cannot consistently stand the heat. And you hear people walk away because they cannot stand the heat. And truly, like I would tell you, you know, I heard this from my boss and mentor. He would always say, if you can't stand heat, stay away from the kitchen. Having endurance in business means the capacity to take the heat. I am taking the heat now in many ways, in positions that I find myself, either as president of the Institute of Marketing, there's a lot of heat on the table. I tell you, I'm sitting on that chair. I know what is coming and what is there. I can tell you what I'm facing. Even the heat of every week coming to share with you is heat. Getting to walk through and prepare for every program and every edition. It's heat in itself. Not to talk of the five minutes that we have running across 11 stations across the country. It takes endurance. Endurance and that capacity to be able to stand that heat. You may just be listening now and enjoying the beauty of what you're learning, but someone is paying the price. And like Mana, you, whatever you are doing, and that some other person or a system is benefiting from, you are paying the price, but you need endurance to take that heat, to be able to keep the system running. But when you keep coming back each day fresh for another round, it means that you've been able to embrace endurance. Don't chicken out. Many lack the stamina to stay in the race. Nigerians, Africans, fellow brothers and sisters, I plead with you by the mercies of God. If you take out from Lagos and you go into Accra, what you see in Lagos, you'll see in Accra. If you fly to Nairobi, Kenya from there, what you see in both cities, you will find in Nairobi. And if you dare just move into 
uh, whether Johannesburg or Lesotho, wherever you go to, you will still find that people in business need to have the capacity to take the heat. Thus, what I'll say to you, not only does maintaining a high energy level foster getting a lot done, it also energizes people within the organization. So we are about winding down for Christmas. Businesses are about to wind down. But right now, a lot of people are on the loo. The environment looks and seems so tough. People are not paid or those that are being paid, those that are being owed. So many things are happening. But I can tell you, for a fact that there are people that are staying afloat. How? Because they understand the spirit and the letter of endurance. Few leaders, and I tell you, have ever exhibited stamina in visiting and serving followers. And very soon, you'll understand what I mean. Just imagine for a second that you just peep into the world of the Pope. I mean, I'm talking about the Pope John Paul, for example. You can imagine what his schedule would look like. He would wear most of the men half his age out. But think about the Pope. When you see him traveling across the ends of the earth, his schedule would be scary, just like having the schedule of any of the presidents. But one thing you can't take away from him at that age is staying power. Sometimes when we look at you know, people, I just wonder why most of us are concerned. But rather than look up to, we look down. And when you look down, you are not able to embrace the front line. Friends, we'll be back. We just need to pay some bills. Let's take a break and we'll be back shortly. Don't go away. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, my dear friends. And just in case you're joining us, it's Navigate with ID and Ang. And this is your business school on radio. We've been going through our leadership series and taking several dimensions to it. I just started today looking afresh at the characteristics, or you may call the qualities of a great leader. And one of the things I put on the table, which we've looked at in the first half, and I will still you know, extend for a bit, is the power of stamina. Many just look at it from a distance and think it is required to run a race. Nah. It is very much required in leadership. And just before we went on the break, I gave a typical example of looking at the schedule of a man like the Pope at that age. That his schedule would wear out men half his age. But you wonder, how could a man at that age have such tenacity, you know, and endurance? It is because he has great staying power. It has the courage and capacity to move into various situations, no matter how difficult, stay with them until they are resolved. And you'll find that happen through and through. And so it is with folks that are sitting in high high offices. They need this, especially those that have what I would call a global outreach, a global responsibility. You would find that it takes a man who can handle an extremely heavy work schedule with a minimum of fatigue and the capacity to bounce right back after periods of intensive work. So this is what you require. If you are a young man and you want to jackpot, if you are a young woman and you want to jackpot, if you don't have a capacity to handle extreme heavy work, 
and work schedule with a minimum fatigue. Don't go anywhere because when you get to that place, the people have not told you the truth, you will walk yourself out. And when you walk yourself out and you don't walk yourself in, the next thing you'll find, you'll be on the next available plane back to another place or you will hide inside the place and you will never be able to come back to your fatherland. You will keep living off people. Friends, it is difficult to become an effective leader and a very high achiever without the capacity to consistently endure a heavy work schedule and actually get a sense of joy out of it. What my generation will call work, this generation will call stress. The difference is a capacity to lift heavy stuff. Having a capacity to endure heavy work schedules is a good place and with a good pace will get you somewhere. And how? You must turn your frustrations into a fascination. Young people these days are frustrated. They vent. They don't have the patience to even look from the other lens, to look from the other side. They just want things to come easy. No. I wish I could remember this track. Easy come, easy go. Don't take it personal. Many of us tend to take it personal. Easy come, easy go. That's what will happen when you're not looking at the other side to realize that, hey, I need to put in some things. I need to work well. And I'm not saying that you need to do jackie work. Don't misunderstand me. But some of us at different stages of our careers and our life had to do jackie work. And that's why today we are able to maintain a certain momentum when it comes to work. And so I can sleep at 4.30 a.m., step into an auditorium at 8, speak for two, three hours, and everybody will be looking at me. If I don't tell you that I slept at 4.30 a.m., you will not even understand or believe. But some sleep for eight hours, wake up, and they can't even stand for an hour. Why? Because they've not built in that capacity. Let me tell you something, friends. Wherever you're going, the future beckons. You will be a great leader and a great servant leader if you understand that the leader's ultimate resource is stamina, tenacity, and perseverance. And these are the basis for superb health, energy, and drive. Nothing is much good without endurance. I'm repeating that again and again. The critical talent of the leader is the ability to work consistently hard and long, particularly under pressure, disappointments, or even pain. Do you know that pain is not synonymous with or necessary to success? But truly, overcoming obstacles will make you develop character and is a mark of true class. I would tell you that something that hits at every point in time is when you go through some serious thresholds. You know, I sit back sometimes and I just wonder how I'm able to cope as a person. Frankly, if I open up to tell you some of the seeming pressure I am on, even now now as we speak, you'll just ask, how am I able to keep a straight face? If you don't practice, you can't become a master. The process of going through different kinds of challenges, different kinds of pressure, you are broken, 
but you are not broken. They try to break you, you refuse to be broken. Disappointments come left, right, center. I mean, if you are in business and you are operating in a place like Nigeria, or particularly Lagos, where everything is working against your odds, where the taxman is waiting to just collect money from you, sometimes I feel that even the people that work in tax, whether they pay the taxes themselves, sometimes I ask myself, does the governor, if he can he publish his tax records? Can the president publish their tax records? How up to date will they be? Are they truly paying what they get as a due? Are they tax compliant? Or they just, you know, muffle something and they say, I'm paying tax? But the stress is on you with your business. You are generating half, and the taxman has to take a portion. Your duty is to continue doing what you need to do right. Don't hold back. I was talking to a group of young people at DigiClan over the weekend, and I said, listen, don't get yourself into the space of what are they doing with my tax? That's not your problem. Your problem is to be able to pay as at when due. And when you pay, what they do with it is not your business, but becomes your business when you start asking questions. If you don't ask questions, then it's not your business. Many of us are sitting down, we are not asking what they are doing with the taxpayers' money. Right before our eyes, the tax we pay is being brandished and used to even oppress the same set of citizens. Yet, they put tax men on your head and on your case. Why? The big question is, can we ask or demand anybody coming to office, bring us your tax paper, show us on live television, this is my tax paper, this is, publish it, and let us see that you've been paying tax for the last three years. You want to lead us as president? You want to lead us as governor? You want to lead us as senator? You want to lead us as House of Rep member or local government chairman? Publish your tax records. It's easy to pursue and tell the citizens who are consistently under pressure and are facing disappointments, not even able to milk a cow to bring out what they are bringing. Leadership requires exemplar attitude and exemplar fortress. I said a lot of that to say this, that pain is not synonymous with or necessary to success, but truly overcoming obstacles develops character and is the mark of true class. So pay your taxes. Pay. Even though you are going through some very rough times, pay. Pay your tithes. Give offering to the poor. Share with the poor. Share with the widow. That is a good religion. Those troubled times, disappointing times, you are able to squeeze out and meet those things that are of necessity. Then you will understand why Paul will talk about achieving greatness and why he's remembered through history as one who constantly had to overcome the thorn in his flesh. Stamina, endurance will make you stay through and overcome the thorn, any thorn in your flesh. The only way, friends, is through. One thing you must understand, that despite the fact that he was driven by a spiritual fire and his capacity to endure hardship and overcome obstacles that set him apart from ordinary men and indeed was at the core of his splendid leadership of men. So if you want to truly be a leader of leaders, you must know that you would know, understand how to endure hardship and overcome obstacles. If you are such that at the slightest provocation you are running away, you are not ready. You are not going to be prepared because God himself 
must take you through the process. Process is very necessary before progress. If you see a man who does not go through process and shows progress, that man or woman is a disaster going somewhere to happen. It's just a question of time, and you'll find out. And I'm saying this to you with every sense of dignity and humility. I'm not saying that the hardships that we go through should be the things that will happen. I'm saying to you, let's move. Take it, shake it off, and continue. Just know that you're building for the days ahead, whether as a businessman, whether as a scholar, whether as a child, whether as an infant who will not even understand what he is going through, just wear the cloak of an infant. Pretend as if you don't know. An infant will cry, cannot express himself or herself, but will be crying. It is the parent's duty to be able to see what could be wrong with this child. The child may not be able to speak, but the mother will look at this child and say, let me check, could he be wet? His diapers are wet. Or something has happened. This child should not be crying this way. That is the same way the citizens are crying. And if truly we have leaders who have the father spirit or the mother spirit, will understand that something is going wrong. That the citizens can be crying like infants and they're just crying. Is it that their diapers are wet? What can we do to alleviate the sufferings of the masses? That is what the mark of a true leader is. That leader will begin to walk within the space of tenacity. All I'm saying to you, friends, is that whoever steps into the space of being a true self-leader will ultimately become a great leader of others and ultimately a leader of leaders. Why? Because he would have gone through all kinds of battles and all kinds of wars and he or she would have won them largely by endurance and sustainability. And that is the capacity you need to slog it out, even with the enemy. And the enemy will not wear you out. Whatever that thing is that is coming against you, friends, coming against your business, you're stepping into a new year. Frankly, for me, December and January, as much as there's a cutoff by year, by way of, oh, this is year 2022, this is year 2023, December to January is almost like January to February. The only factor that is different is that the last digit will change from two to three. But I'll tell you, it's month on month, month on month. It's continuity. If you don't do something about it, then continuity will be impacted. Let me quickly, you know, build in another quality coming from the space of stamina. When the power of stamina comes, then there's something that is required. And this is one great quality every leader requires. It's called the capacity to synthesize. The capacity to synthesize is a great quality or characteristic. Why? Because the leader or that individual must have the ability to take scraps of information or masses of data and shape it into usable knowledge. Say, let me tell you something. The days we are in are not the days where you sit back and you want to be fed. You need to investigate. You need to research. Today, there are search engines. If you don't search, you can't get. 
And if you don't get it, you can't because you don't have the capacity to synthesize. Gone are the days when we had to walk distances to go to libraries. Gone are the days as students will have to go to the library. Maybe you're given an assignment or a term paper by your lecturer and you have to go take references from the library. You go in, either borrow a book or a set of books and the librarian will give you a set time and then you'll have to return the books, filling which, you know, there'll be some penalties. You know, maybe you are spotted. If you do this first time, second time, third time, you'll be stopped you know, from borrowing books from the library. That was then. Friends, this is now. No individual can sit back and say, I do not know. If you sit back on any subject that you are meant to you know, express and you say you don't know, it means that you lack capacity. You cannot cap a city. Why? The power to synthesize has come into you and left you because of laziness. Data, information today, courtesy of technology, are just on our fingertips. You imagine if a, a leader like Napoleon was in this age. Napoleon was a military leader in his time. Napoleon had a special ability to synthesize. And how did he do it? He could take scraps of information from recon parties, reconnaissance. That's in the military, you know, recon. That's what they call recon, a short form, reconnaissance. He would take scraps of information from recon and piece them together to form a battle plan. Just go look at the grid. You know, if you go on the, go on the internet, go to Google and see the travails of what this man had to go through. Napoleon. He had a comprehensive battle plan. And when you write and hear the word anaconda, it's a snake. What I can tell you, there are very many parts of the U.S. at that time was a byproduct of what? A battle plan. And that battle plan came from scraps of information. There is nobody that can go to war, that can get into the world of business. Nobody that can lead without the capacity to synthesize. It was Napoleon's capacity to visualize the whole from scattered bits of information that made him such a brilliant military tactician. So it is in any other type of organization. So if you're working in a certain industry and you want to lead from within, go, sit down, take scraps of information and make something out of it. There's usable knowledge. What is missing is your ability to synthesize. And if you fail to exercise it, you cannot lead. I'm sorry. You will always be led. There's nothing wrong with being led. But you know what? You'll be the one always asking to be fed. But when you start leading, you have the capacity to feed others. And as you are given that grace to feed others, you are being fed more. The person that waters will always be watered because it's a liberal soul that is made fat. If you don't have the capacity to feed others, then it means you are not feeding well. But a man that is well-fed will have no choice but to feed others because he's understood the technology of how to fish. So it is with a leader that works with information. Information the leader gets is what helps him in the journey of good decision-making. Don't forget, 
that I said in the course of this, the second uh, characteristic that I put on the table about a great leader is the capacity to make decisions. So if you don't know how to synthesize and pull all of this together, how would you then make the decisions? You're going to sit back and rely on people to come and tell you stuff that you want to hear. That's how a lot of leaders fail because they do not have what it takes on their own because of what? Laziness. Or they are laid back. Listen, the leader works with inadequate information out of which he must fashion a mission and a plan of action. And that is the definition of where he wants to take the organization. If you are not able to sit back, they make you head of department. And you can't sit back and say, why is this department not growing? Why don't we have um, business come our way? Why are we not able to execute the plans and purpose of the company? It is because you, as a leader, you lack the capacity to synthesize. Now, it is not all leaders that can synthesize. But let me tell you, it is a must-have. Because if you don't, and you rely mostly on people to help you synthesize, at some point, the tail will start wagging the dog. They will feed their own greed into the creed, and you'll be acting out their script. You'll become what? A puppet. This is the genesis of puppets and puppeteers. When someone is feeding you from somewhere, you are totally dependent on this young man who works for you. Before you move, you say, ah, give it to so-so-and-so. Before you say A, they say, give it to so-so-and-so. Before you say B, you say, give it to so-so-and-so. Go and meet him. Let him do it. They will all keep doing it. The more you give them the assignment, the more they are knowledgeable and the more empty you are. And someday you are put in the position of authority. Guess what will happen? You will need to depend on that ecosystem. And the minute you depend on that ecosystem, you have a serious problem right in your hands. Friends, that is the genesis of what I'm saying. That is what will come through when a leader lacks the capacity to synthesize. Whether you like it or not, friends, it is what you must embrace and embrace suddenly. Now, don't postpone it. Start from little scraps of information. Make sense out of no sense. Make sense out of nonsense. You will tell your own story because it comes through as his story. History is his story. Make your own story out of scraps of information, out of masses of data, and shape them into usable knowledge because it's that knowledge you are going to now feed a people with. Is you're going to feed a system with. Is the knowledge you're going to feed a body with. And then that system kicks in. Without you feeding, something is going to happen. Think about a baby that is not well-fed, will be malnourished. In like manner, any leader that does not synthesize or have the capacity to synthesize will be malnourished, will be leading from nowhere, but will be led because he or she is dependent on the people supposedly he has been given the assignments to. And so you see that when you look at a leader that lacks energy or stamina, go check 
many times that person may not have the capacity to synthesize. It's because if you have a load of information or you have some usable knowledge and power, information is power. Knowledge is power. Knowledge can puff up. But I'm telling you, the lack of it is even worse because you're going to be a wet blanket. People are going to look at you and nothing is coming through. You will be squeezed and nothing will come forth. Content is what makes the difference and is the content that people need and people pay for. When people look at you as a man or woman of content, it means you have the capacity to synthesize. That's when they follow you. That's when they look up to you as a leader. Without that, they'll probably just look at you and you'll be on the screw. Friends, we'll be back same time on Thursday as we look at a different dimension of the qualities of a great leader. Thank you so much for listening and God bless. And that was Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.